0: Mike Asenald, and welcome to the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge's AC23 Plus Artist Legacy Series podcast. This is a series where we talk to artists who are doing amazing things in the areas of the arts, including performance, education, production, as well as arts advocacy. We record this series in the Virginia and John Nolan Black Box Studio, as well as in the Jan and Bill Grimes Recording Studio here at the Cary Suraj Community Arts Center. Be sure to visit artsbr.org for more information on all the great things we are doing here at the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. Hope you enjoyed the podcast series, and thanks for tuning in.
1: Mean home, muck was something suddenly in walk by and then we got into something every hipster a really duck Bud when he it town, playing those notes, nobody wrote putting it down. Dizzy was screaming next to Lope who was beaming. Monk was dumping. suddenly in Monk, but, and then we got into something. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Hello, everybody. Hello, uh, hello, hello. I'd like you welcome would like you to welcome you to the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge and our AC23 Plus series. And this is our Artist Legacy series, where I have the the extreme pleasure and luxury of interviewing... <laughs> amazing artists, musicians, um, particularly musicians in the South Louisiana area that have just have a lot to, a lot of history to offer, a lot of artistry for us to um, enjoy. And today my guest is one of my longtime dear friends, he might not consider himself this to me, but a longtime mentor for me, uh, Mr. Ed Perkins. Hello, <laughs> and but as like as we all say, Perk
1: Percolator. For now, for
0: the rest of this, this interview, you will be known as Perk Percolator. As we have, Percolator, even better. Percolator.
1: <laughs>
0: I had the uh, pleasure of meeting Perk. I think when I was right out of high school, trying to learn how to play this music, and just started gigging around town. But
2: we did a gig
0: at Bella Baton Rouge. Is that where Bell was where was ba- it?
2: Yeah, Bella Baton. Rouge did the Ruidge first. Oh that's
0: right. We did the Ruiz for how long?
2: And we did the Ruage for they had just opened I think in nineteen ninety. Yeah. And we had that the gig sounds over right. there. We gigged over there for about five years. hmm Every Sunday. Me, you, Robert Nash, Donald Evans. Donald Evans. And Duck, and Duck Evans. And Duck Evans, yeah, Donald. Yeah. And uh, five years we played there. Mm-hmm. every every Sunday. that right. We did that for good while we went through the songbook over there. We exactly. We learned the some t- we learned a lot of tunes that we all didn't know. Mm-hmm. We'd pull the books out and start reading. Them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, as a result of that, uh, that repertoire we, repertoire we developed over there was
0: right. huge. Well, and a lot of that repertoire you actually brought in from just your year, years of yeah. growing in. up and, and doing it.
2: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. With different folks all over South Louisiana, Baton Rouge,
0: well, Park, tell everybody where where are you from?
2: I'm uh, from New Orleans. Grew up in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the uh, Saint Bernard Housing. Mm-hmm. Everybody don't call it they don't call it projects. They said development. There you go. The Saint Bernard Housing Development. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I went to elementary school in that area, and uh, that's where I first got introduced to music. So that was on grade. the elementary level or yeah, middle school? elementary. Okay. Second grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, started to play the trumpet. Okay. And something very, I always mention this, I got my first trumpet because of course I come out of a family of nine kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was no money to buy a trumpet. But I got my first trumpet to play in the second grade from Professor Peter Davis. Okay. And Professor Peter Davis was uh, Louis Armstrong's. That's where he learned to play music. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's who I got my first okay. uh, little tutelage, a little teaching from right. Professor Peter Davis and he also gave me a trumpet to, uh, to play with because I didn't have one Right. and of course uh, Fess they used to call him Fess uh, Fess died I think shortly thereafter I'm just curious, would he ever mention Louie? Like, uh, yeah. The people I knew I knew some people in the neighborhood that knew him real well, the size yeah. I got introduced to him yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. And he took an interest in me. He said, you want to play the trumpet? So he said, look, I'm going to get to, vested to, to get you a trumpet, which I don't have now because the, tru- the trumpet went back to him, to his family. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, I played the trumpet from second grade through the sixth grade, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Then I started playing football and running tracks, found out I could run and play football. But became an athlete. Put the trumpet down. <laughs> some good some good toolage though I got in elementary school. The schools used to do operettas.
0: Oh.
2: back then. Mm-hmm. They put on these big productions like Nut, Nutcracker Sweet. Right. Or, right. You know, and I remember some of that stuff today. <laughs> anyway I had parts, singing parts. And uh, that's why I started to sing. That was in the choir. Where you yeah, had to I'm harmonize the, with other Well, I learned to harmonize uh, in, in middle school. I'm talking about 6 to 9, what, mm-hmm. six, seven, eight, nine. Right. Uh, we did barbershop quartet. Yeah. we do stuff like
1: Sweet Alley
2: and go to city competition, state competition, which was great. That's why I got a lot of singing. So by the time I got to high school, even though I was an athlete playing football and running track, I was still singing in the choir. After football season, we sang in a choir, and we did state competition. You know, city, right. all city choir. I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I didn't really get into the the uh, the uh, the jazz part of actually singing with a group till after I got out of high school. I finished high school in '66. Okay. So I started singing in '66 with bands. Now I'm curious. Mm-hmm.
0: Just what the what the environment looked like in New Orleans. Of course, we know New Orleans is probably the most fertile music city in in the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did it look like back then, and how? What kind of influences did you have
2: for jazz or you know blues? You know, jazz. The trap thing was always there. Uh, The the Dixieland. You know, you had people like Pete Fountain. Matter of fact, they had clubs on Bourbon Street. Mm-hmm. So you heard a lot of that. And uh, you heard a lot of the traditional brass bands. Because mm-hmm. there was always somebody, a, a funeral, a yeah. jazz funeral, this or that, which caught your ear. Right. Um, but I got into, I guess what we're going to call it, modern jazz, the modern jazz mm-hmm. part. Right, contemporary More, for that time. Yeah, contemporary jazz for that time. You yeah, had guys like um, Wallace Davenport, which mm-hmm. was great trumpet you had the Lasties, David Lasty, mm-hmm. uh, saxophone player, Freddie Kemp, yeah. uh, you had guys like Edward Frank playing piano. Right. So these guys had uh, combos. Mm-hmm. And in New Orleans at that time you had bands all over the city. Yeah. I could go uptown, uh, hang out all night long, and there was bands you could go sit in with. What were some of the clubs? Uh, you had uh, Uptown on the Rattle Street, you had uh, Sylvia's, mm-hmm. which was where James Rivers did a lot of playing. Mm. You'd hear about him with the bag, bagpipes going right. down the street, and up right. Perrette Street, and holding up the bus and all the traffic, people <laughs> following him. He playing the bagpipes. But anyway, Poggy Jones. I started singing after high school, after I graduated from high school with Poggy Jones. Yeah. And I met Poggy at a club called the Brother Street okay. back then. Poggy was playing there along with Herb Till on drums, Jerry Green on bass. Uh, Edward Frank was the piano player, one hand piano player. Right. I started singing. With them. I and I, how I started singing with them, I asked them to sit in. Mm-hmm. So the guys uh, they heard me and they said, "Oh man, you can sing." Right. That was the start of my singing career. So just sitting in, just sitting in. Yeah. And uh, with Edward Frank, with um, with uh, with Poggy. Mm-hmm. So Pogi said, "Man, I want you, to, you you be part of the band." Right. So Pogi yeah. would. Wherever he played at, from, from there on, I played with him, Sylvia's, uh, out in, out in uh, Shrewsbury, at uh, uh, clubs out there, What's, I'm trying to think all the names of the clubs, we played all over town, Club 77, mm-hmm. uh, we played taros. Right. these were clubs, back then, where you had live music, and uh, uh, what else we played, oh man, all over, I'm trying to think of all the, all the doggone clubs, Showcase. <laughs> yeah, there's a saying that I've heard that
0: um, uh, gigging uh-huh. is really the best teacher because uh-huh. you, get, you get the test first and then uh-huh. the lesson uh-huh. afterwards. Uh-huh. That's so, lesson uh, after. But that's basically what you were experiencing. You were yeah. being tested every time you did it. And Absolutely. Every night was lesson. a lesson. You
2: develop a stage presence because right. the audience was right there and they like
0: mm-hmm. looking at you. And you learn what works, what doesn't work as well. What doesn't
2: work. How Absolutely. to read an audience, how which I think you're wonderful at. Look, how to read an audience. I mm-hmm. tell all the young singers, that's key, you can't sing to yourself. Right. Right. You know, that's fine, you can sing to yourself at home. Mm-hmm. You know, we sing it to the people. Exactly. And you, 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 you want them to like what you're doing. Right. You know, it ain't so much about, oh, you got a, a good voice, or this or that. Mm-hmm. And you need to learn your material to the point where you can blend, which... I know we're going a little bit early, but this came from Albert Baptiste. Listen throughout the band. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's one thing I think I learned Mm -hmm.
0: working with you, because you were really the first um, high level singer that I was able to work with. But it taught me, you're talking about the connection with the audience. Mm -hmm. And as an instrumentalist, really up to that point, you know, very consumed with me learning how to play the piano. But when I started working with you and see how that relates to the audience, because I always felt like for the layperson, mm-hmm. they can relate to a singer immediately. Because there's, there's the lyric content, there's the presence, the charisma, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And to be along the ride with that, as mm-hmm. a pianist, it mm-hmm. taught me, wait a minute, you know, it's really not just about me you know, being an artist or whatever. It's, it's connecting with the audience. That's a huge part of what this is all
2: about. Right. In the, in the connection with all the players within the band. Right. I'm a you know, that 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 was one of bat's big things. Mm-hmm. You're an instrument in the band. Exactly. You're just a vocal instrument. Right. So, you know, you, you're making a connection with all of everybody in the band. Right. Which is great. Yeah. I love it, you know, to turn around, look, catch, <laughs> you know. That's part of the deal, man. Well and everybody has to like what you're doing. I have to like what they're doing. And like you said, we work so wonderful together for so many years, Oh yeah, which was great, man. You, you That's know, a no, big no, part of it, because we've the, been with some people that it wasn't that great. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> yeah, we all have those stories. Uh,
0: <laughs> but you know, to that point, you know, another thing right. I noticed, uh, especially if I wasn't playing, if I was in the audience and watching people that I admired, an audience loves to watch an, a band having a good time. Right. You know, and right. just, to see, just to see the cats genuinely having a good time on stage, laughing, Comfortable with one another—that right. makes the audience right. engaged right. and interested. Right. You know, it's and a big deal. Right, right.
2: But yeah. you have to have that. That's a—that's a big part. Again, not just singing. You know, you 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 want to you want to have a good grasp of your your content. You know? Sure, yeah. sure. You want to have a good grasp of it yeah. and know what the hell you're doing. Learn the tunes mm-hmm. throughout. The bridges, the break, you know. Well, yeah, really know your craft. No, really know your craft.
0: Yeah, especially in, in jazz, because it seems like the whole idea is to almost kind of learn the rules and break the rules. You have to know it so well that you can stretch <laughs> that you can and do your thing. Right, space. <laughs> yeah, and working with you, yeah. I'll, I'll let the yeah. audience in on this one, you never know what you're going to get with Perk, because you'll be playing a tune, and all of a sudden we're into another tune. I'm like, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, pretty much like uh, what I want to say, an instrumentalist. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. that's jazz. Yeah. Bat used to say, "Man, that's, that's jazz, jazz, man." Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, a horn player playing a solo, mm-hmm. or a piano player playing a solo, and all of a sudden you you hear something else going because, what? There's only so many chords, right? Only 12 notes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, look, um, love it. Before we get into
0: to Mr. Bat, and we'll explain that a little bit more. Um, I want to do a New Orleans tune. What, if, what do you think about, um, do you know what it means to Miss New Orleans? Great, let's do that. Because I miss it. No, <laughs> I'm down there tomorrow night. <laughs> Remind me that no, we, we can't finish tonight without uh, letting people know where you're going to be. Right. right. Um, okay. Where are you feeling today? Uh, let's do
2: the ah. ah. See? Ah. Oh.
1: Do you know what it means To miss New Orleans And miss it each night Where mockingbirds used to sing. And I dream about magnolias in June. Soon I'm wishing you were there. <laughs> Whoa, do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? And that's why you left your heart to do do that. I said, there's something more. You missed the one you can't fuck. I said, more than I miss. More than I miss, yeah. More than I miss New Orleans. Wow.
0: <laughs> Do you know what a mystery is that reminds me too, the, the first tune that we played when we first came in on this uh, podcast was Was what? What did we play? What was the what name of the you, tune?
2: Uh, da,
0: da, in da. Walk Bud.
2: Yeah, In Walk Bud.
0: Bud Powell. I believe Bud Powell wrote that. Huh? Uh, oh, well, no. Uh, no that's, that's Miles. Or Monk.
2: Oh, Monk. Colonious Monk wrote right that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let me say Miles. Where did I get that from? That's a trumpet in me. Yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, wonderful. So let's fast forward now. So you uh-huh. you working in New Orleans with Porgy Jones and with others. With Porgy,
2: and I mainly worked with Porgy's group. Okay. But after word got around that Porgy had this young singer, mm-hmm. I was one of the young singers in town mm-hmm. back then, and uh, of course uh, uh, in my teens,
1: <laughs>
2: and. Uh, uh, I started to get hired by other people. Mm-hmm. You know, Red Tyler had a band. I worked yeah. with Red Tyler. I worked with Ellis a little bit. Ellis Marcel. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ellis and James Black yeah. back then. And uh, learned a lot of, uh, I had a, good, I got to say this first too before I get to that. I started really, really getting in, once I got with Poggy, Poggy had Edward Frank playing with him. Yeah. Edward Frank was very instrumental in me developing at that time. Also, learning mm-hmm. more material, more songs, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, shaping those songs a different way, not shaping them like what you hear on the record, you know, uh, yeah. rearranging stuff, you know what I mean? You know, that's an
0: interesting point,
2: because
0: uh-huh. um, I, I had a singer, a young student uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. She did a little performance for us recently, and extremely talented. But it, it struck me, and having worked with singers for a long time, it's uh, students. There's a thing where the tendency is almost to, is, even if you listen to Elephant Fitzgerald, or Alon, all the greats, mm-hmm. it's a tendency to kind of want to just cop what they do, everything right. down mm-hmm. to the arrangement. Yeah. And to teach and that's someone kind of how start out, to. start. starting out, Just starting out, that's great. Yeah. But yeah, how do you break that into being free and being creative, like they
2: were doing on those recordings? Right. Learning the material, right. getting it down pat, okay, right. and understanding. I think that's where that little bit of understanding and listening, mm-hmm. and the core structure, study, that study, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it, helped, it, it, it It that's really where I developed my style. Everybody say, "Oh, you sound like Lou Rawls," but I don't think I sound like. Lou Rawls. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I, I sound like. Part. I think I sound like Ed Perkins. <laughs> there you go. Go on, that's what you want, that's and that's thing. that's develop over a period of time. Mm-hmm. what works for you. Yeah, you, the, the, Yeah, uh, Joe Williams might have did it like this here, but you can mm-hmm. do it like this here.
0: I've always liked the analogy of like a
2: yeah. funnel. Yeah. And you take a little bit of and you're little bit Joe Williams, a little bit of Lou Rawls, a little bit of Pricey. All those influences. Just influence. a and little then and, then, bit. And, and like I said, I listen to the women a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, man. I used to listen to Mel Tom May a lot. Oh, what a wonderful, Ooh. amazing talent. Woo. Velvet Fog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Frank Sinatra, Mm -hmm. Tony Bennett. You know, I guess because of the baritone voice, you listen a lot to other people. But over the years, I learned to sing. uh, uh, I learned to hear what I wanted to hear from all the guys, the R&B guys, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Al Green, uh, uh, you know, some of the groups like uh, the OJs, you know, you learn some of all that, which opened up a whole, singer, I'm able to sing with a lot of different people. And coming up in New Orleans at that time you had to learn not just sing the standards, you know, you had to learn to sing some of all that. That's one yeah. thing I've always uh, mm-hmm. felt was great about New Orleans.
0: Uh, for anyone coming playing music in that city is if you're really going to work that city
2: mm-hmm. you have to know how to play a lot of different styles of music. A lot of different styles. So, a lot of different genres. there. Yeah. And I, but let me mention this too, that I worked with Alvin and the Rockettes, that was an R&B band. Mm-hmm. I did that on Monday nights with Alvin and the Rockettes. Okay. In New yeah. Orleans at that time, you could work four or five nights a week, you know, mm-hmm. and I did at that yeah. time. So uh, had a lot of good toolage, man.
0: Well, so you made your way up to Baton Rouge and talk to me about that because I know you, both you and I, had the luxury of um, spending time with Alvin Batiste, But tell me that story of all for
2: you. Well, uh, well, you know, I'm a Vietnam vet. Well.
0: Tell us about that.
2: You know, I, uh, I worked in New Orleans all those years after high school, mm-hmm. uh, 1966. And uh, I um, was attending Southern. Mm-hmm. I started off as Sooner. Okay. In Southern New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, but they didn't have a jazz program there. But I was strictly going to school. Right. and stood out of, got, went to school a couple of semesters, stayed out a semester, got drafted. Okay. So that's how I wound up in the, in the military. Right. My music, to me, the music thing was just really kicking off for me in New Orleans at that time. Because like I said, I was working with Ellis and Poggy and a whole bunch of different people. And come off of sound. Off the training in Vietnam. Gotcha. You know, and I kept the music in my head. Matter Mm -hmm. of fact I interesting story I don't tell but in boot camp they would put on talent shows I was at Fort Bend in Georgia and man I'd win trophies singing because I'd find me a piano player. Mm -hmm. Didn't play any piano but I found a guy that could play good piano and I'd get the talent show and win them. So that kind of kept the music in me too even though I'm in the military and I was infantry Mm -hmm. sent over to Vietnam say, okay, we're gonna, you're going to spend a year in Vietnam. Uh, uh, I said, man, I got the I'm in the infantry, the music you know, <laughs> I'm out there in the jungle. How far removed a can you get? Right, right. But I found a way to keep the music going mm-hmm. in me. It's funny how you you know, I found a way to keep it going. Found out there was a way you can after I did six months out in the jungle, you can come back to base camp Still in Vietnam. And they say, hey, you can audition for USO shows. Hmm. Ah. There you go. Here go Ed Perkins. Audition? I'm a singer from New Orleans. <laughs> yes, sir, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I went audition. Got the job. Yeah, right. They put like a, we had like a five piece group. Right. Guitars, drum, bass. Mm. And uh, they sent us out on tours to play for the soldiers. Right. Yeah. So I did that for about Six months, okay, which was great. Kept the music flowing, sure. And uh, when I got out of Vietnam, uh, p- of course, I was out of the military. So mm-hmm. I spent a year and a half in that. Okay. So I was out of the military then. When I come back to the states, I was out. That was it for me. So I came back to New Orleans. Of course, when I come back to New Orleans, I meet. I woke up with Reggie Houston. Mm-hmm. Reggie Pooh. I gotta say that Reggie Pooh. Yeah. Reggie Pooh had <laughs> just got out of the military too, out of the Air Force. Man. We gonna go up to Southern. Alvin Baptista started the jazz uh, jazz institute up there. Yeah. Boom. We wind up at Southern. Yeah. Military. Me, Reggie Houston. Is that and when the program had really that's started? That's the program. Kind. Of, they had started like '69 or '70, I think. Okay. But that was we were some of the kickers. I come up to Southern. You got Henry Butler. You got okay. uh, Julius Farmer playing bass. You got Herman Jackson playing drums. Right. You got everybody up there. Right. Get Bat had like forty cats. He Big mm-hmm. band. everybody could stand. Kirk Ford, everybody could stand up solo. Yeah. Uh, Was Willie Sweet Singleton, Willie Singleton, yeah. uh, Charlie? Charlie Singleton. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Right. And uh, so anyway, he put this big band together. So it, man, oh man, I'm glad to have y'all. Yeah. But I'm looking around, he got all, all the cats. Mm-hmm. They also had a guy by the name of Kirk Stewart, piano player. Okay. I don't know if you ever I've heard. It. You've mentioned that name to me. Kirk before. Stewart. Kirk did arrangements and played with all the big guys. Tony Bennett, Frank Duncan, oh, okay. uh, Barry uh, Kirk Stewart, we gotta look him up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Great piano player, great yeah. arranger.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, of course he was, he was there playing with Bat too. So yeah. Bat had all, had Kirk writing out all these charts and stuff right. and he wrote out a lot of the stuff for the big band. Mm-hmm. So anyway I started singing with the big band. We do a lot of stuff. Y'all, and re- y'all recorded as well. We recorded, uh, not only did we record it, before we get to that, Bat had the band, the band was so good, he'd back up a school bus. He'd rent a bus. <laughs> we'd going off to Michigan. We'd go to Michigan State. We'd go to Champaign Ur- uh, Urbana, University of mm-hmm. Illinois. Mm-hmm. All these festivals. Festival time. We'd go play all the festivals. North Texas State, Mobile, yeah. right. and we'd win all these festivals. Yeah, right. we'll go with that Full of that chic. <laughs> music came. Right. You know, that's when we started to record. Yeah. Put a lot of But uh, that's when we put together the album. We'll talk about the album too. The album, uh, uh, Southern University Goes to Africa. That's the name of it. And uh, of course it's just been, uh, it was released, re-release, big release, uh, what, two weeks ago? Yeah, it was an article in the paper. Yeah, about two weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. And... uh, some record company in uh, Los Angeles picked it up, right? And I think it and her sons, you know, mm-hmm. got together and, right? And uh, from what I hear, it's being released all over the world. So right. Yeah. So, well, that's matter great. of fact, I just ordered a copy because the copy that I had, I don't know what the hell happened to it. <laughs> so, in what format is it? A, uh, uh, it's in the. Uh, Fine LP, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's gonna have the, uh, uh, the original, which I have at home. I, I need to order my copy. Of yeah. It, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's. Um, oh man, I'm trying to think of the music. Uh, how you can order it? We'll have
0: to. We'll, get, we'll have I to follow it on up phone.
2: with that and let people know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's pretty. I, you know, listening to it after fifty years, yeah. I say, oh, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, all those musicians you mentioned just yeah. went on to have. Amazing on it, Henry Butler? Butler. Did I say Henry Butler? I yeah. would say Henry. That was a piano
2: player. I mean, yeah, a legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirk, uh, uh, Antonio York, mm-hmm. the York brothers. Yeah. One of them played sax, the other played organ. Mm-hmm. You remember those guys? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had a pretty good band, well received in college. Mm-hmm. I, of course, I majored in business. I finished in the business department, but I took uh, music all the jazz, jazz theory, a little bit of jazz theory. Took some piano from Merle David. Oh, I, I, you know, I saw her yeah. the, just the other day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, took a little bit of theory from Professor Kiro. Mm-hmm. Familiar name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, as electives, I took all those music programs. Right. Being a Vietnam veteran, an Army veteran, yeah. they let me get away with taking a lot of those electives, you know, mm-hmm. in the music program. Even though yeah. I finish in business, you know.
0: Well, yeah. that name, Alvin Batiste, is uh, of course a, a huge name in Baton Rouge music history, New Orleans music history. Um, right. How was, what was his teaching style like back then, or what? what Alv- you know, back Alvin,
2: back? Uh, Alvin taught at high school in New, in New Orleans. At yeah. McDonald yeah. number 35. Mm-hmm. He had the marching band. Yeah, right. Matter of fact, I think that was his first venture coming to Southern University. Okay. He was what, assistant band director. Okay. Uh, marching band. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, he started the jazz program later on, 1969, 1970, I think he started yeah. the jazz program. But uh, he came up to Southern to be a marching band assistant director. Cause he had the marching band at, at McDonald's. Oh, I, see, I didn't know that. Now, Alvin also played with Ellis in the Air Force got Air Force, me say Air Force Man. Yeah. And uh, Alvin played, uh, you know, he played with with Harold Batiste. No Ken. So he says. But uh, Ellis and he played with all those guys. And the acronym was uh, All For One? All For One. Yeah. 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 They had the jazz label and stuff and everything.
0: Right. Yeah. A lot of great... There's a wonderful book called... I think our our mutual friend Jesse McBride helped with Harold Batiste put this together, but... Mm-hmm. I think they called the Silver Book a lot of those compositions that they recorded: Albert East right.
2: Harold, James Black, right. um, Ellis. Great tune, yeah. Amazing and tunes. and uh, uh, of course, Bat played with all those guys. Oh yeah, yeah. That was his New Orleans thing, you know, coming out of New Orleans that he brought into Bat Rouge. So, yeah. Do and of course, tune? Edith, his
0: wife. Well, explain. I, I know this, but explain how, how she was involved. You know, Edith was, was a poet. Edith is a poet. No, it was. Edith
2: is a poet. Yeah. And she had written a lot of the poetry, a lot of the stuff that we did. She, she mm-hmm. wrote that. Yeah. Like uh, music came. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she would perform with the band. She, right. would, she would start off doing some, some poetry things against the music. Right. And that was a big part. Then I would come in and say, music came. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was a great one. Henry Butler.
0: Well, another one that you do, Mm -hmm. that she wrote the lyrics to, I'm writing, thinking this, is Clean Air. Clean Air? Absolutely. You want to play that? Yeah, Yeah.
2: let's do that. Let's do that.
0: So this is Alvin Baptiste's Clean Air with lyrics by Miss Edith
2: Baptiste. That's right. Let's see.
1: Life is always where there's clean air. Blowing the sun is shining. Part of nature's fair, good vibrations everywhere. Holding hands in the pop thinking things nature's wrought. Getting high in the sky with love. Little flowers bloom, flocks of birds loom. True lovers rejoice as their hearts breathe the joys of clean air. Clean. always where there's clean air. Blowing, the sun is shining, part of nature's fair, good vibrations everywhere. Holding hands in the park, thinking things nature's raw, getting high as the sky with love. Little flowers bloom, flocks of birds True lovers rejoice as the lungs spread the joys of clean air.
0: And you recorded that tune with w- at least once, huh? Or
2: yeah. Once. Matter of fact, uh, right, well, you know, I was singing with Alvin, performing with him. True. Sure. Uh, maybe a couple of years before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had the pleasure back in 2007 of uh, going into New York and record uh, the Alvin Batiste Honor Series. And that was done with Branford Marcellus, his Mm. label, yeah, in New York, and uh, we had uh, we recorded Clean Air. We did uh, I think called Salty Dog. Oh yeah, you ever hear that? Yeah. yeah. Da da dee da 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 dee. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah. Salty
1: Dog don't bother me. That's right. We did
2: that. We did uh. I have a funny story regarding okay. that. Okay. We did a thing called, uh, what else we did on that album? We did, uh, we did, uh, man, I'm trying to think. Hit, the, hit him in the head.
0: <laughs> I, I had the album. I'm trying to remember what was on it. Yeah. I have
2: the album. Yeah. CD. But I, anyway, I got about four songs I'm singing okay. on it. Yeah. Speak, you you know,
0: speaking of Salty Dogs, uh, uh-huh. one time, I guess this is one of the later chapters, but i was playing with Alvin Batiste at Snug Harbor in a... Um, y- the thing about playing with Bat for me was you know, he would rehearse all the time. Right. Practice, 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 right. and then you get on the gig and you wouldn't play any of that music. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this was one night where we were actually playing some stuff that we were rehearsing. I was f- actually feeling comfortable. It was during Jazz Fest, so you know, during Jazz Fest, Snug Harbor would just get packed. Because right. everybody's hanging Absolutely. out musicians. And I was feeling really good. And, of course, at that moment, Bat walks up to me while I'm playing and says, Hey, hey, Michael, uh, look, um, when, when you finish, why don't you have go, have a go, go take a seat? Uh, George Duke is going to come up to the stage. <laughs> 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 I was
2: like, what? And then I look in the that audience, and there's
0: George looking right at me. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, so yeah. they come up, and George had recorded that tune uh-huh. with, um, it was George Duke and Alvin on Cannibal Adderley's album. Right. They right. did, matter matter fact, so they played that
2: tune. Right. And of course, yeah. George cleaned me out completely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Duke
2: back oh, then. Another genius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, like I said, we recorded that thing in the, with Bramford. And uh, Bramford's on the album. Uh, uh, Hurling. Hurling yeah, was the yeah. yeah. drummer. Yeah. yeah, he brought Hurling up with us and everything. Yeah. And uh, the other guys, I'm trying to remember the piano player, bass player. It was yeah. some of Bramford's guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was teaching at what? South Carolina? South Carolina? I think he's still out there maybe. Huh? North Carolina something. Yeah. I can't remember which yeah. one. Yeah. Some of his students. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, good session. We worked mm-hmm. there a whole week put the thing together. Yeah. And, uh, that was one of bats. Sl- matter of fact, uh, we had just did the, uh, we, uh, the, uh, festival here in town, uh, downtown. Oh, it was festival. Festival.
0: Yeah, because I think I played with them We today. did the festival.
2: Yeah. And, uh, Matter of fact, I walked bad and headed to his car. He died mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. Because the next day was Sunday. We were supposed to do a jazz fest. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we played out right out on that median. That's area. right. On sure North did. Boulevard. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about it. But here we later. are. We are carrying the legacy. We've been right? doing it, carrying it on. Yeah. <laughs> a but lot of years, yeah. In addition to, uh, in, I don't know that I really need to delineate them, but you know, you think jazz, you think blues. I mean, we both know they're intertwined, they're, they're right. all connected. Well but blues being the rootism. Exactly. But that's been a big part of your repertoire. I mean, you, you will do a lot of quote, just blues tunes. Blues tunes. Can you talk sure. a little bit about just that influence and...
2: Um, of course, you had a lot of blues around New Orleans at that time. You had cats right. like Walter Wolfman, Washington playing. You had, uh, of course, James Rivers was plenty, plenty bluesy right. back then. You know, that's what right. he did. So you heard those guys. I sang with James a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. And he sings himself. But back then, I, you know, I, I did a little singing with him. Walter Wolfman. I used to go hear him play. Uh, I worked with a guy by the name of Sammy Burphy.
0: I've heard that name, but I don't know anything about. Sammy
2: that was an organ player. You know, the three organ oh, yeah, game yeah. back then. Yeah. And I worked with a guy, uh, Sammy, quite a bit. And mm-hmm. Sammy was, you know, that was the blues thing. Uh, what Jimmy Smith type? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Sure, and Samuel had just a drummer, you know. Mm-hmm. So you you bluesed it all night long, you know. So right, and, uh, was so Johnny
0: Adams kind of predominant in that time? Johnny was
2: bluesy too back then. Yeah. At that time, that was the other big singer in New Orleans, Johnny, Johnny Adams. Mm-hmm. Okay, I knew Johnny real well. Yeah, and, uh, but uh, J- Johnny had what records out? He had stuff of right. recordings out. Johnny right. was really please release me, which I've never sang. Cause Johnny hit all those. You know, <laughs> those know, I, don't, I chose to stay leave, away from him. I need Johnny leave Johnny's stuff alone. Or, right. You know he go everywhere, man, because it's right. range so. You know, yeah. <laughs> great, great yeah. musician, great singer, great guy. Mm-hmm. Miss Johnny a lot. Yeah. Now, of course, I listen to J- Jermaine. Jermaine Basil. Jermaine Basil. She's still doing it. Still doing it. At 92. Years old. Yeah. Amazing. Of course, I work with Jermaine side by side. She, we were the two singers. With Red Talis group, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with uh, David Tolkunowski, right, and Jim Sangamson, and Johnny Vodagovich, right. Back then, you know, that was the trio, and Red on sax, mm-hmm. and Steve Masakowski playing guitar, right. Hell of a group. Played I those worked with the, them for about some tea. heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I remember having a conversation. That was kind of right during college, maybe, but I. Would being in New Orleans, and I remember having a talk with Brian Blade, the drummer. Brian, <laughs> and we, 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 Yeah, and Brian, I did some gigs with Brian. And, yeah,
2: likewise. And in New Orleans, back then. Yeah. Because he came down from boy. <laughs> That's right, and he to went New to York. Loyola, and made his way to Illinois, right, and
0: then right. all over the world. But I remember him saying, we're talking about Jermaine one time, he's like, man, she is the essence of swing. Like, you, you watch her, you listen to her sing, but you also watch her sing, because right. the way she moves her body Right. It's just, you can't help, if you're playing
2: in that band, mm-hmm. you can't help but swing. Absolutely. <laughs> you swing. She makes you swing. You gotta swing. <laughs> you gotta swing. And uh, when you think about Sarah Vaughan and Ella. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs>
2: Betty Carter. Right. Swing, man. <laughs> yeah. That was at the root. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 Well, let's do a blues that has some swing in it.
2: Let's do uh and uh. You want to put a little, uh,
0: all blues in there?
2: Okay, let's start off with all blues. Yeah, all blues, yeah. D ba dee dee ka dee dee ah uh.
1: yeah ah uh. every day. Every day I had the blue. Every day, baby. Every day I had the blue. All blues, all heels, all blue. Move on down the line Gonna pack my suitcase, baby Move on down the line got to put a little Joe Williams in there. Nobody seems to care. Nobody loves me, baby. Nobody seems to care. When you see me coming, baby, whoa yeah, you know I had my shit. All <huyate at> <accordplay> <laughs> <laughs> <ñas> of all dead dead blues. Get a little bit, Mike. All blues, all hues, all blues, all blues.
2: sing them blues.
0: <laughs> if we had an audience, I'd be like a live audience, but give it up. <laughs> yeah, man. That's
2: where it started at, with the blues. with yeah. the blues. And then, of course, you know, you went to all the other stuff that's out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, took the blues, and I hear all of it now. It's just funny. All those years, mm-hmm. you take it and go all these different ways. As well, of it all comes improv- out the
0: same, yeah. the same root, right? Because when yeah. you think of
2: funk... R and B, yeah. I
0: mean, it's all—it's yeah. it's really all—it's all, all, all intertwined,
2: right. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah, different yeah. rhythms and beats, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 But it's all, like you said, it's all—it's like, all blues. <laughs>
0: well, I know you've been um, mm-hmm. really for quite some time now. I think maybe since Katrina, you have to fix me on my dates if I'm not right. But you've been doing stuff with the Jazz
2: Foundation of America. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Since Katrina. Is that right? Okay. And, uh, of course, they have the uh, jazz and school program. So tell us about that because that's uh, interesting. That's where we go into the schools, elementary schools, junior high, high schools. There's be a quartet, quintet.
0: Quartet, me, Robert
2: Nash, mm-hmm. uh, Don Levins, Andy Bourgeois, Andy hell, of Boy, Bu- Andy hell, hell of a piano player. And we'd uh, introduce the instruments to, the, to yeah. the kids, of course. And we'd, we'd talk about jazz. we talk about blues the We talk about uh, the R&B things, Mm -hmm. and uh, we talk about the American songbook, the swing things, and we play some of these different things. Of course, we of course each guy would talk about the instruments, and uh, what you play a little bit, what you're able to do with these instruments Mm -hmm. once you learn how to play them. And uh, you still, y'all still, still yeah, we're still doing the jazz uh, Jazz foundation Mm -hmm. of America. And, uh, uh, man, the kids light up big time. Because we play some songs that they've heard on the radio. Like, da-da, 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 da-da. Yeah, What You Want to Do for Love, Bobby Cole. And they say, oh, we heard that in a rap song. You know? Right. I say, yeah, okay. But that's, you know, that's that's, that's the music. Right? Yeah. And uh, I say, a lot of the stuff you hear, the rap songs, they uh, didn't sample, mm-hmm. and, and and put a, some lyrics, some rap lyrics on top of it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they say, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, we talk about the instruments, talk about the songs, the rhythm, the blues, where the songs originated. We talk about how to learn your craft if you're gonna, you know, play a saxophone or trumpet or whatever. Or drums, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Learn the best you can, and what you can take and do with that over the years. You know. So, and this is primarily like what K through twelve. K years? through twelve, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And uh, it's uh, some of the kids are playing instruments. Some of the schools we're going to the kids are playing instruments already, like right. junior high and high school. Mm-hmm. So we'd invite them to come play with us, which right. is great, man. Yeah, you know. And uh, we play some some bluesy stuff, you know, some one four fives or, mm-hmm. or some two five one, and they catch it right quick, and you know, right, yeah, a little bit more experience, right, right, yeah. So and that's yeah. a good thing. We uh. Peter, uh, Peter down in New Orleans. Uh, yeah, not Peter kind of Harris, but I'm talking about Peter with the too. Jazz Foundation. Yeah, he works. He's with come up a bunch well. and recorded a bunch of this. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and of course, I did some uh, teaching things with Desi when she had Desi Anderson. Uh, yeah, Desi Anderson, Wes Anderson's wife. Right. Uh, Wes and Desi had the the jazz program in one of the uh, charter schools. Right. Here. Right. And we did a lot with them
0: and just to clarify uh, mm-hmm. you're referring to Wes Anderson Wes Warm Daddy Anderson Wes Warm Daddy you got it. many many years played with Wynton Marcellus yeah. and just uh, did
2: his did his uh, uh, tutelage with Alvin Batiste also again. Alvin Batiste jazz astronaut right, uh, right. <laughs> and Wes lives in New Orleans now. I work with Wes a lot now yeah when yeah. Alvin passed I started working with Wes mm-hmm. and I've had the opportunity to go to New York and do jazz at Lincoln Center right did that with Wes mm-hmm. uh uh, Sullivan Fortner. Oh, well, he's a piano player. I taught,
0: well, I don't want to take much credit <laughs> at all, but Sullivan, I, I had a chance I, I, to work yeah. with Sullivan back in NOCA
2: one, yeah. just for a year. But yeah. I, I, just then, yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amazing talent. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Wes had him in the band in yeah. New York at Jazz at Lincoln Center, yeah. which was great. Man, I did that. I was like, Woo, look at it. And, uh, uh, of course, we did a lot of stuff like in Michigan, up in Michigan State. Right. Wes had the job. Because yeah, he of, was, teaching up, he was teaching up there for a while. He so was teaching up there for a while. I've been up there the same way I'm up there. Mm-hmm. We did some schools. We did some uh, some classes with some of the schools. Yeah. What's the name for them? I'm looking for that. What we did? Some sessions, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been working with Wes ever since, and we do a lot together.
0: Now. Well, did you tell me prior to us recording today, uh, uh-huh. you're going to be playing with Wes tomorrow night, right? Tomorrow night at the uh, Punch Train Hotel. So Peter Harris's Peter Harris. creation, like yeah, yeah, great. He's, he's uh, done amazing great in that spot. Yeah. yeah, great venue,
2: off the beaten path, but mm-hmm.
0: uh, gets a good turnout. Yeah, I love the way Peter's just programming. Just he's he's able to represent so much of New Orleans through
2: mm-hmm. that one job at the Punch Strain Hotel. Right, because what they're doing it what Tuesday through Saturday. I think Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday through Saturday every night, mm-hmm. and. But I like he's bringing in all the different cats. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. it has been playing the jazz. Hurling. Uh, 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 Jameson Ross. Jameson
0: uh, Ross.
2: Peter Varnado tomorrow uh, night. Tocanowski. Yeah. Oscar what? Uh, yeah. He's Oscar. Amazing. Uh, yeah. He brings in everybody, you know, mm-hmm. at some point in time. You know, he's yeah. playing, which is great. Yeah. Uh, Derek Duguay. Yeah.
0: Uh, I love playing that spot, too, because um, it it's, has an intimate
2: vibe right, to it. Right. Yeah. Good feel. The people are right there. Mm-hmm. It's a small club, but uh, right. like you said, it's an intimate club. It's intimate. You know, yeah. You're with the people. You, mm-hmm. you, they right at you. They like, all right now. <laughs> right, right. I tell all the singers that, all right now. Cassie, man, I can sing. Can I come up and sing a number? You get them up there on the stage, and they, the people like, and they like, crack. Yeah, when you're looking, look when see. you turn around and look at it from a different yeah, perspective, it's, it's ain't singing in your shower now. Right. This ain't singing. You it, better mean it. it back home, <laughs> <laughs> whole another vibe. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, but for listeners, uh, if you're in New Orleans, you you sh- you have to go check out the Bayou Bar at the Punch Train Hotel because um, uh, just musically, Peter Harris is the backbone of that. And He's just making amazing music. And that's music some albums. of the
2: real. That's real music, man music. In New Orleans. Yeah, yeah nothing, against the, nothing against the bass brass band guys. No, it's a, that's a That's thing. great too. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Huge but part of if the you want to hear some real cats who put a lot into their instrument and they're stretching out. That's they're stretching they're out. out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the place. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, um, what else is going on, Park? What's, what you got coming up? What you
2: excited about? Uh, Sitting in my air condition, because the heat's been on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> South Louisiana, air conditioning working in July. Yeah. Air condition working full time. Speak the truth. But right now, that's I've been doing the uh, puncher train. that's about it for right now. And yeah. I think, uh, Wesley, we've got something coming up at Snug Harbor, which is oh, the okay. other jazz venue. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. another spot people yeah.
2: really for enjoy. But what I do and sing, and we do a lot of private mm-hmm. stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So, right. uh, That's mostly it right now, you yeah. know. Uh, venues you're talking about right now in New Orleans, you, uh, it's, you know, you don't, you got Snug, you got Bayou Bar, mm-hmm. and the rest is pretty mm-hmm. much, uh, it, it's just different things going different on. Different things, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 So uh, the Ritz Carlton, they have a nice thing with Jeremy Davenport, with right? French yeah. Troy plays there, right? Troy Davis, right. Right. yeah. Which is good. And you still doing
2: the thing at, uh, I don't
0: know. Uh, uh, yeah, I play a regular solo piano thing here in, in Baton Rouge uh, at Prime. Right. And uh, play in New Orleans quite a bit still with different right, people right, and right. making the rounds. Right. We, we move around. Yeah. We, yeah, we go. And that, to me, that's the joy of it. Yeah.
2: You, know? you go here, you go there. You know, Play with, with this guy, I play with that guy, yeah. I play that kind of music. Yeah. You know? Don Bappy. <laughs> Don Bappy, dear friend. Yeah, <laughs> Got to mention Bappy, there. Yeah. Good, good cat. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well,
0: um, I guess going to wrap it up, I want to Get you to sing us out on something. Uh, But before I do that, I just want to say thanks again to Mr. Ed Perkins. Thank you. My pleasure. pleasure. It's my honor to have you on the show and have you perform and talk about a very interesting life thus far. Thus far. I ain't quit yet. (laughs) No, you got a long way to go. Somebody say, oh, he's back. I say, I ain't never left. (laughs) I want to remind listeners that um, this is put on by the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge where I have the privilege of working and this is our AC23 Plus podcast series, the Artist Series and you can find these podcasts on different platforms it'll be on YouTube, so there's a visual component Um, Apple um, Spotify, Amazon and you can always just go to our website and uh, navigate there and find these different platforms to listen to these podcasts. There, we also have another, um, uh, Ms. Pam Bordelon here at the Arts Council, does her AC23 uh, series as well, which you can hear on those platforms as well as WJVO uh, weekly. So please tune in for that as well. Those are always wonderful. So, Ed.
2: Yes. Perk. Yes. What are we going to do? All of me. Let's do all of me.
1: Why not? Why not take all of me? That's one of my one of my favorite. I said all of me. Why not take all of me? Honey, can't you see I'm no good without you? You wanna take my lips? I've never used them. Oh, take my arms. I won't lose them, baby. I said your goodbye Left me with eyes that cry uh, Honey, how can I Go on, dear, without you Oh, you took the part That once was my heart So why not, why not, why not Take all of me, Dark. Check this out oh, the shark hat Pretty teeth, dear and he shows them pearly whites Just a jackknife, baby Has my heat, my dear So there's not a Trace of red On a sidewalk ah, mm. Sunday morning lies a body, baby, dead Losing life Someone sneaking, baby, round the corner, yeah. Is that someone Mag the knife Louis Miller did da da disappeared job da da drawing 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 out his care Then Mag he oh he spins like a sailor, yeah. Did our boy do something rash? Suki Tadri Damba, ah, Jenny Diver, da-da, Polly Beecham, Lucy Brown. Oh, the line, oh, the line, comes on the right, my dear. Now that Maggie, now that Maggie. Now that Mackie baby I'm back in time Perk is back, y'all. Look out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Perk. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right, brother.
0: The Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge would like to acknowledge our generous sponsors, the Shell Corporation, the National Endowment for the Arts. Louisiana Office of Cultural Development in the city of Baton Rouge.